change your perception of what you're looking at and everything changes. Hey, my name is Georgio Janis and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. All right, welcome to today's episode of the How to Do Life podcast. I'm going to get into an interesting topic, which I have seen rampant throughout the mindset world, self-help world, and even the psychology field. And that is mindset blocks, or they're sometimes called limiting beliefs. Now, the reason why I want to get into this topic is because I think there's a few misconceptions here and they can set you up, especially if you're into the mindset world and the self-help world, they can set you up for all kinds of unintentional traps, right? So if I can help you potentially get yourself unstuck from these traps and maybe even avoid some of these, then I feel like I might actually be doing a little bit of my job here. So what is a mindset block or a mental block or a limiting belief? Typically, the way they're taught is that we have these things, these beliefs or these ideas in our subconscious that are stopping us from achieving whatever it is we intend to achieve. Now, that might be, um, you know, you've got a limiting mindset block around money, about around how much money you deserve to earn, right? Or you might have a belief around the kind of person you deserve to be in a relationship with or the kind of success that you deserve or the popularity or maybe even the following on social media. You could have these various blocks in your subconscious and these things are holding you back. They're keeping you stuck. And these limiting beliefs that are supposedly keeping you small and keeping you from achieving what you deserve are what are called mindset blocks or uh, mental blocks or even limiting beliefs. Now, I don't necessarily subscribe to the whole notion that you have very specific mindset blocks that are holding you back. The reality is they're not blocks. They're not things that are in your way. And that's what I want to address here. So what happens when people are feeling stuck, right? And this might be you, where you've got these habits and you've got these behaviors and you feel like no matter what you do, you can't seem to change the behavior. If you start to delve into the self-help world, you might discover that some of the literature out there says to you, well, you've got mindset blocks and you've got these mental blocks and limiting beliefs, right? There's a conflict here, though because they're not actually limiting you. And the moment we label them as limiting, the moment we label them as a block, we immediately give these abstract, mystical creatures in our mind power and control, right? Which, by default, disempowers you. It removes your sense of reliability, your sense of responsibility over your own life and places it in this thing that's hidden under the covers of your subconscious that 
you won't ever be able to get access to and you might have to spend you know six years meditating somewhere on some retreat in the mountains to truly unlock and access this part of your subconscious and quite frankly it's disempowering that doesn't actually make you feel like you're getting anywhere it doesn't actually make you feel like you're making progress in your life it just it makes you feel like you are at the whim of your subconscious deal with it right just get used to it um there are some models of thinking that especially in the hypnosis world that try and get you into semi a semi-auto suggestive state which means that you're semi-conscious which tries to get you into your subconscious so you can start to kind of reveal and awaken these subconscious beliefs and limiting mindset blocks and so on but that isn't always practical right if you're in the middle of a crisis you're not going to pause the situation you're in and go and sit in a bedroom or a bathroom or something like that and try and get yourself into some kind of hypnotic state they're useful in certain applications but it can actually hold you back and make you feel disempowered which is my point here so i want to address this notion of it being limiting because the only reason you have these beliefs the only reason you have these blocks in your mind in the first place is because you allowed yourself to create them you allowed yourself to install them in your mind as a system as a thought process and as a reference in your beliefs and what i mean by that is when we create beliefs in our mind it's usually the result of some kind of experience we've had at some point in our lives we have an experience for the first time and based on the way in which we perceive this experience either positive negative or neutral we develop a belief off the back of that experience as an example let's say when you're a child mum and dad were fighting and dad was raising his voice and mum started crying but you weren't in the room you could just hear it from your bedroom upstairs and so somewhere in your belief system you develop the belief that men are aggressive and they have a really strong dominating tone and they make women cry right and so moving forward you carry that belief with you so whenever you hear a man raise their voice you might feel yourself getting triggered and you're not even sure why and you find yourself in a bit of a fight flight response now that belief is the way in which you then operate and so you kind of write this rule in the back of your mind saying okay men with whenever men raise their voices i now have this belief that they make people cry and they upset people and they're a threat so whenever you've got these beliefs in your subconscious as you accumulate them through your life you're developing this whole like list of beliefs for you to operate for you to navigate life now at some point those beliefs usually when you created them served you you may have developed the belief that men make women cry whenever they raise their voice as a way to protect yourself from feeling pain as a way to protect yourself from feeling hurt in these moments or feeling threatened and then at some point during your life that belief stops serving you the way it used to the reason that's an issue is because the moment it stops serving you it gets labeled as a limiting belief or oh, that belief is holding you back 
And so the moment you label something as limiting you or as a block, you immediately, and this is where things get really interesting, you immediately try to start getting away from it and pushing it away and ridding yourself of it. Now, if you are in an avoidance state, if you are trying to get away from something, it persists. There's an old cliche, what, what you resist persists. There's a reason for that. And it's because as long as you're resisting what is, even if it is some kind of belief you've developed in your life, it will continue to exist in your life. And the reason for that is because you're not appreciating it. You're not understanding it. And you're not allowing yourself to get a clear picture of why it was existent in your mind in the first place. So we perceive these beliefs as limiting. And personally, I don't think we give enough appreciation, understanding and patience to these various beliefs we have. If you're approaching it with a sense of patience and appreciation, you're more likely to actually break through whatever the belief is and completely change your experience of it. You know, a piece of advice I give a lot of clients is to parent themselves. Meaning, if the way you were speaking, right, when you're having these beliefs, you have this whole thought process in your mind. And the moment you start having these thought processes, like you're being held back by something or you're behaving in a certain way that you don't like, most people's inclination is to jump on it, condemn themselves and criticize themselves and put themselves down. Now, imagine that that part of you that was expressing these vulnerabilities was your own child. And that child was actually verbalizing the way they were feeling, just the way you are. My assumption is you're probably not going to jump on that child, start criticizing them, condemning them, and minimizing them for them expressing their vulnerability. Chances are you're going to slow down, right? And you're going to physically drop yourself down to their level and go, hey, what's going on? Where is this coming from? What's up? You don't need to talk to yourself that way. You don't need to beat yourself up that way. So my suggestion here is for you to develop an awareness of your own internal dialogue and approach it with an understanding, with an appreciation, and most importantly, a patience, because you're more likely to find that the reason why this belief is present is because you thought at one point in your life, it was serving you to hold on to that belief, that it was going to protect you. And so instead of judging yourself for having this belief in the first place, labeling it as a limiting belief, as a block or something that's holding you back, if you start to approach it with a patience and an understanding, you're more likely to start to shift the belief. So if I continue with this example of mum and dad arguing while you were upstairs in your bedroom as a child, if you find yourself having this belief and you find that it's coming up in your life in a, in a moment as an adult, and you're feeling yourself triggered, slow down and ask yourself, where is this coming from? Where did I witness the same thing in my life at some point? Somewhere in the past, you experienced it. There's always an origin for most people in this lifetime. And so by tracing it back, you might find, okay, well, I remember this memory of dad raising his voice, getting angry at mum with a really angry tone and getting upset with her. And then mum started crying. 
dad's bad in that situation. He attacked her. And mum's good and she's the victim. But what if you slowed down and actually re-experienced that memory and found the reason why dad was angry in the first place was because mum was racking up credit card debt. And that night was the night that dad found out that she had all this credit card debt. She was spending on online shopping and spending more money than they had and had a credit card that he didn't even realize they had. And so he was feeling trapped by having to be the sole income earner and having to now deal with this debt because he had no intention of abandoning her. So he was frustrated and her crying was out of shame that she had done it in the first place and that she was hiding it from him, not because he was being aggressive. We can take these moments in our lives and take them out of context, especially when we're younger, and then develop a belief off the back of this perception and then carry that belief throughout our entire lives. And then at some point we read a self-help book and this self-help book says to you, well, you've got limiting beliefs, you've got mindset blocks, these are all your problems. You're screwed. Good luck. Or they tell you to try and outpower these subconscious beliefs you have. As far as I'm concerned, that doesn't necessarily help us. It that can actually keep us stuck too, because then whenever you feel yourself coming up with a new belief and something is coming to the surface again, your first inclination is to shut it down, which doesn't actually help you get anywhere. My preference is for you to be able to come with an understanding and with a patience. Like patience with yourself, I cannot emphasize enough. We live in a world filled with impatience, and yet the person that you're meant to be the most patient with is you. So here's what I'd suggest. I'd like you to take some of these insights that I've given you to explore some of these past beliefs that are coming up and ask yourself, is it actually limiting you or was it serving you? Was it actually helping you at the time? And when you can start to reveal that these beliefs once served you, then it's easier for you to essentially thank them, right? Like, think about something you're done with, a piece of furniture or clothing or something like that. Marie Kondo is made hugely famous for her book and her Netflix series, where she suggests when people start donating their old clothes and their old possessions, to thank them and let them go, right? It's essentially the same thing. It is thanking something that once served you, but because it's fulfilled its purpose in your life, it no longer serves you. So thank you. I don't need you as a belief anymore. And you will find that each and every time you discover these subconscious blocks, these subconscious beliefs, and you explore their origin, you will find that they served you then, but they no longer serve you now. And that's okay. So by discovering where these start for you, you immediately start to dissolve the label of it being an obstacle, it being a block, it being something that is limiting you and that you realize it's, it's kind of like a teddy bear that you've held on to for too long. You're like, oh, okay, I realize this now. I think I've outgrown my teddy bear. I'm 35. I could probably sleep without a bear. Thank you. You can go and serve someone else. 
this is what I wanted to cover today because I've been getting a few messages about people saying to me, hey, I think I could use some of your help because I'm dealing with these limiting beliefs and these subconscious blocks and these uh, various emotions that are holding me back. And the reality is they're not necessarily holding you back. They're just coming up at certain times in your life to be worked through. It's kind of like they're putting their hand up saying, can, I'm next, please. Can you work through me? Can you let go of me? And the timing of all these different emotions and different beliefs and blocks that are coming up for you at different stages of your life is perfect. Because usually when you come up against a new obstacle in your life, whatever beliefs that are ready to be worked through show up. And I mean, let's face it, they all come up at a really what feels like a really inconvenient time and they all tend to be loud it's like seven people entering the room all talking over each other at the same time and so it can feel like it's chaotic but the reality is they're all like we've been waiting here for a really long time finally we're in give us some attention please because we're done like we need to be resolved we're ready to be resolved so while it might feel uncomfortable while all this stuff is coming up for you at different times in your life, what I want you to consider is it's all serving you and it's all coming up because it's what's looking to be resolved so you can break through whatever you're up against, whatever the obstacle is, whatever the challenge is that you're tackling, and it will help you move through it in a way that you haven't before. So anyway, I wanted to address this whole concept of mindset blocks and limiting beliefs and see if I can try and dispel some of the, the mysteries and the misconceptions around it and hopefully give you a different sense of empowerment whenever you're reading these self-help books that might be leading you down the path of inner judgment. So anyway, I hope this uh, episode was helpful. I really do. If it's proving to be of value to you, please share it. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to uh, or watching the podcast on. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.